I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a topic that I know isn't your forte, but bear with me. It's not the one about where babies come from, is it? No, not that one. I told you, read the book, we got you. Yeah, it's, I, the diagrams <laughs> confuse me, but anyway, we'll... <laughs> Get your pop-up book next time. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, this one is... That the, fell the, apart the, quick, didn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> Just seconds. It's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Motorsport. That's yep. that's the area I was referring to. I thought it might be. Um, and I know it's, like I said, it's not your thing. But there are certain bits that I think can sort of spark your interest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for instance, this particular topic, I'm not going to. I'm not going to dwell on this for hours or anything. I just think this is worth uh, worth a little jibber jabber. Okay. Um, it comes from the world of rallying. Ah, okay. Well, that is of more interest than some other um, events. Yes. Yeah, I can. I, I, for me, I think that is. It, it's got that relevance to the road ish. I mean, yes. now they're they're a bit crazy with the cars but um mm. you can still sort of identify them as cars you can you yes they are they are vaguely similar to the cars you might actually um see on the road yes yes and for for the listener uh, we're recording this on the thursday after uh the monte carlo rally Ooh. and you could be forgiven for thinking that it was taking place 10, 15 years earlier. <laughs> because Really? Yes, because um, when you look at the results, you go, you what? <laughs> because Sebastian Loeb won it. Okay. And the significance of that is, well, he retired from, well, from full-time uh, WRC events in 2012. That's a bit weird then. Yeah, uh, he's come back uh, a few times in between to do events that he quite liked. Okay. Um, including uh, Spanish Round in 2018, which was his last win prior to winning the Monte Carlo Rally uh, last weekend. Okay. Um, and he did that at, well, for rally in terms of the ripe old age of 47. Mm. Um, which is not too shabby at all. Uh, one other thing that must be noted as well, his exceptional co-driver, uh, it, because he parted a little while back with his uh, long-term co-driver, uh, Daniel Eleanor, um, and her, uh, he used someone that had been... Uh, doing it, it worked with him before doing sort of test runs and things like that. Uh, that was uh, a lady called Isabel uh, Galmichi. Um, well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah a fr- uh, lovely French lady. A day job, she's a math teacher. Uh, but <laughs> particular uh, particular weekend, she popped out to be the winning co-driver on, on the Monty. This is all very <laughs> surreal. Yeah, you can imagine going back to school on a Monday and going, oh, miss, you'd an half reek of champagne. I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She fell over the desk on the way in. Yes, yes. Uh, and um, yeah, so 
and to be honest, what what a what a pairing. You think uh Seb Loeb is forty seven and Isabel is fifty. That is impressive. And yes. showing some of these young upstarts how it's done. How it's done, yeah. Very good. Very good, yeah. well, especially if he'd re- already retired. That's... Yeah, he'd already retired. He'd already retired from WRC. He was still competing in other things. Like, for <clears> instance, um, the week previous, he finished second in class on the Dakar. Oh, it's truth. That's quite so, hardcore. Yeah, so he's um, he's pretty he's good. still on it, isn't he? He's still he on it. He's 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 one of those irritating sort of chaps where you go, um, I'm going to just sort of chance my arm at anything, and he turns out he's rather good at quite a lot of things it, because it, most of it is yes. um i think in oh god it must have been after he did his sort of proper retirement from wrc barring the sort of events that he fancied i yeah. think it must have been 2015 2014 somewhere around there he went and did a couple of seasons of world touring cars finished oh, okay. finished top three in the championship won some races yeah um he also he competed in FIA GT series, but as his own team, he he went and got himself a McLaren GT3 car, won some races. Um, as you do, yep. Yeah, uh, he competed at Le Mans for Pescarolo. Uh, best finish was second in class. He's 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 all right, no matter what he's driving. Really, he's on that, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So yes, he's uh, he's all right. And yeah. I just thought that was that was worth noting this week because that's that's not something that happens all the time, is it? No, no, no. That is that's impressive. That's impressive. I do do have more interest in rally than than Formula One. I have yeah. To say. That, um, well, it's yeah. like we said it's more relevance to the road, and you think, well, that's what's really a bit odd for the WRC at the moment, though, is because we've started the season. That was the opening round, the Monty. So first mm. in the championship is Sebastian Loeb who isn't in the championship. Yes. Second in the championship, who uh, finished second to Loeb, is Sebastian Ogier, who mm. isn't in the championship. <laughs> he's doing he's doing select events for Toyota to lend a hand. Right, just helping out. <laughs> yeah, just helping out. He just fancy. Okay. Well, he's become successful in his own right and won the countless championships in the same way that Loeb did. Um, yeah. So those two can basically pick and choose what they want to do and when they want to do it. No one's going to argue, especially when you're Mr. Loeb as well, because the, winning the Monty, uh, that is his 80th WRC win. Okay. Uh, and that's his eighth win at the Monty as well. Yeah, they're going to listen to him, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's also it's uh, the new era of cars as well, because uh, we finished the previous um, season with what we it's a weird one because they're called wrc cars and you go well yeah surely it is because it's a world rally championship um but these new cars are called rally one that's their specification basically and right. it's the first time they've bought, uh, they've used hybrids oh right okay so yeah, yeah uh, and uh, of note the uh the the car that Loeb won in uh was for m sport who run the ford team and they, it was the the new Puma. That was ah. the car. Okay. The new little SUV thing that Ford are doing. Yeah. I have to say, in rally trim, it looks the part because it doesn't it doesn't look out of proportion on the rally stage. With all its aero, it just looks like 
a, a rallying hatchback. Okay, fair enough. Yes, I suppose, like you say, more in proportion than it, it. Than, it than it is on the road. Yes, but it's yeah, it's um, yeah, a bit of a new era, and, and I mean, it's quite interesting to see M Sport just go in there and do that straight away because previously it's been Toyota and Hyundai that have been doing it. M Sport have been running the Fiestas, and they just haven't been quite as competitive. No, but I'm they. Sure. They came out of the yeah came out fighting. I mean, I don't know how much of that is Loeb doing it. It's mm. it, it's mm. a tricky one. Um, you have to bear in mind that while the first two finishers in the rally weren't permanent members, third place was Craig Breen, who was also driving a Puma. So, right. But I mean, when you when you look at it in time difference, for instance, um, between Loeb and Ogier, you finished first and second. So over the entire seventeen stages, the difference between them was ten and a half seconds. Um, That's not very much. Uh, and I want to caveat that as well. On the final stage, Ogier got a jump start and a penalty of ten seconds added to his time. So actually, in in time travelled minus penalties it was um uh, 0.5 of a second difference Ooh, <laughs> close as you like i yeah that's uh that's not a lot no um, it's not so, no uh so it's a difficult one and yeah so craig bring the permanent fixture in the championship finished third so he's the one who will effectively be leading the championship really mm. um once once things get underway a little bit but yeah it's mm, i'm i was impressed with the new cars and i was extremely impressed with um the old pairing showing how it's done mm, that is that is good stuff isn't it yeah that's yes. that's not to be snubbed that's that's one of those things that doesn't always happen but mm. except, yeah sometimes sometimes a bit of sport those sort of things uh, it's a bit of a shake-up. I, I remember we touched on it a little bit with our museum episode when Joey Dunlop turned up at the TT at the eight, I think at the age of forty-eight. Yes, and won. And you go, well, yes, yes. How have you done that? <laughs> yes. Mm. Well, you know, age is uh, is no guarantee of of of, um, of cocking it up. That's so, it. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah you know, yes. As long as you're not decrepit, you're right. But he. he he got out and he, uh, he, uh, you know, they do the, um, uh, you drive up on the kind of plinth thing. Uh, they do it, they do it down near the Monaco Harbour, I think. Right. Um, yeah. For this particular one and the, the car and then the driver and co-driver stand up there and it's got the, the overhead thing with sponsors and Monte Carlo Rally 2022 and you have all your photos taken and such like. Um, he was so pleased. He the he limbered up and did a backflip. <laughs> True. So he's a uh, yeah. He's in he's in full working he's, order. There. He's all right, isn't he? Yeah, as long as he yeah, didn't well, need an ambulance after that. Yeah. No, he didn't. Well, actually, in fairness to him, he uh, in his younger years he was actually a gymnast. Ah, that so there, probably will help. Yes. Yeah. So he was he was being quite a successful young gymnast, and then. Um, he decided uh, mid nineties. Going, now I'll do rallying instead. As you do, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that 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 natural progression. 
yeah absolutely you can I, i'm surprised more people don't don't follow that path yeah it's so it's so logical isn't it when you think about it I, <laughs> silly we hadn't thought of it before yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. i didn't really understand why i had to explain it to you really no i'm sorry i've just been a bit thick really yes <laughs> mm. well yes. well done well done them yes that gives us a bit of hope doesn't it yeah uh yeah, yeah i suppose yeah. it does really yeah, yeah we're we'll, not we'll... Utter, potentially not completely useless well, well that's that's good we'll have that I'll I'll try a bit of rallying. See what happens. Yeah, yeah be fine. Plenty of lanes around here. Yeah, we'll go for it. We'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be rich, famous, and all done. Or dead. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I promised that I wouldn't be informative and do current affairs again. But I've got some. Yeah, if you could try and try and keep that to a minimum. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I say current affairs, and it's 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 not exactly everyday car consumer news, but it is important nonetheless. Um, you know? We covered uh, the fact that the Taycan GTS was released, and along we with did. it came the Sport Turismo variant. We enjoyed that very much. We did. We've had additional news this week to say that the Sport Turismo is available in all Taycan variants now. Oh, that's tremendous. Yep. So for the cash-strapped of us, as if we could even afford it, the base spec now can be had in Sport Turismo form. So you can yeah, have they're, your... They're in, they're in the version for people that cash-strapped as we are. Uh, no. <laughs> so yeah, you can have your two-wheel drive Taycan in a state form. Oh, I just thought I'm that was start worth aspiring to that. I think, mm. yeah. I mean, it's fairly well documented. I'm a bit of a Tesla man, but oh, I could turn me head. That could that that, uh, relatively speaking, will sell like hotcakes. It will. Uh, they will fly out of the showrooms. Mm. Yes. Uh, yes. That is brilliant. Yes, they've done a good thing there. So you can now get. The entry level Taycan effectively as an estate. That's right. Oh. Or, I mean, if you're feeling incredibly flush, you can have a Turbo S Sport Turismo. Ooh. So you can have the top of the range fastest, take your face off. I've got a load of stuff in the estate in the back. To, take, <laughs> to take to the dump. Yeah. You can you can be through that that little narrow gate at very high speed. Yep. Yes. That's lovely, that. Mm. So, wow, I am very pleased with that bit of news. Yeah, I, yeah, I was curious whether it was going to happen, but uh, and, and then it did. Thinking, well, it would make. They did it with the cross turismo that was basically yeah. available in nearly all the variants. Yeah, um, that but, does make sense. But I just think, I bet, I bet that will really just go now. That'll be, we'll be seeing them here, there, and everywhere. Because yeah, well, to a point. Yeah. I mean, the, um, the Taycan is not a cheap vehicle, but I see it way more often than you think you should. True, even round where we live. Yeah, mm. um, I'm just trying to um, get an idea of some prices here. Because oh. um, what we think an entry level? Oh, entry God. level. Here we go. The uplift high seventies, is it? The uplift over the saloon version um, is only eight hundred pounds. Facts. So that means uh, the range starts at £73,650. For a Sport Turismo. 
for a rear-wheel drive Taycan Sport Turismo producing 326 brake horsepower. Oh, um, mm, yes. That's well. 84,830 for the 4S. Okay. Uh, so that'll, that'll get you, yeah, that'll get you your second motor at that point, won't it? It will, uh, yes, because... Um, uh, yeah, that's right. Four-wheel drive is is dual motor, and then uh, one hundred and four thousand nine hundred and ninety for the GTS, which yep. is five hundred and seventeen horsepower. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then for the for the obscenely rich above that, we've got the the turbo, and then turbo. the turbo S, the turbo six hundred twenty-five horsepower at one hundred and seventeen thousand six hundred and seventy pounds, and the turbo. S seven hundred and sixty one horsepower. That's bonkers. Uh, mm. Two point eight seconds to sixty two. That's getting very close to the Model S Plaid. Not quite there, but getting very close. Uh, One hundred and forty thousand and eighty pounds. Quite. You'd have thought they'd be able to knock the eighty quid off, wouldn't you? You'd have thought so. <laughs> but I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> Yeah, you can do that, and then you think, well, like you say, it does get awfully close to the planned, but... but never, never mind about that one. There's 73,650 for the base one. It's... It'll, it'll really sell. See, that... If you, if you PCP that, you're probably looking at somewhere, you know, a few grand down... Probably looking at somewhere five six hundred a month for that. Um, That's an awful lot of car. There's a lot of people could afford that. That will that will sell. That's going to do well. That yeah. Now you can get a Model S for that sort of price. The Model S isn't an estate, of course. That that's um, the bit that will swing it. There, well, it's hatchback, there will, but it's not an estate. There yeah. will be some sales swung. Up. Purely on the fact of the body style on this. Yeah, they will. They will. Absolutely, they will. Yeah, mm. that's really, that's a really good price. Mm. That's a really good price. The only thing, as we've said before, that lets that down is the range uh, and the charging options for it. Charging options will improve. The range is not quite where Tesla is, but. Just plan ahead a little the, bit, yeah. For the rest of the package, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's gonna do really well. They're doing they're doing just the right thing, and they've not done a bloody SUV, they've done a proper estate car. Well done, Porsche. Yeah. I I mean that you know they will do an SUV, but the fact that well, they haven't made it their priority. No, they haven't done it first, and that is absolutely tremendous. Seventy-three grand. Mm. That's it's only eight hundred quid more expensive than the saloon. Oh, yeah, that's really good. I give them credit for that. That's really, really good. I'm not going to call that an affordable car. No, no, there's not. We are not talking. That, we're not saying that that is a bargain. We're just saying but that is it's priced more well for where it is in the market. Yes, that is more affordable to a lot more people than you would have thought. Yeah. Um, so you get that on a PCP deal. You'd certainly do that, I think, for less than a grand a month. And there's a lot of people could afford that. Yeah, yeah. There's there's plenty of people out there probably dropping significantly more than that on a on a middle of the range spec 
Audi diesel estate. Absolutely. Like an A6 yes. or something like that. That's, yes. yeah, Absolutely. That... Absolutely. And that will win out. Uh, uh, the Porsche will win out over that in almost every way. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the other thing, because you factor in the fact that that's going to have almost no running costs. That's it. It's, it yeah, it's going to cost barely anything to yeah to charge it up. I mean, if you're charging Compare that home, to what you're paying for a, to run a diesel Audi. Yeah, and as you say, if you're charging at home, yeah, yeah, you're on to a winner. You get yourself the right tariff and your solar panels. You're you're well away. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be yeah. Your PCP actually is going to be your only cost on that car. Mm. Yeah, that's the. I'm going to keep an eye on that. That's yes. Oh, yeah, they've done a thing there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well I thought that, done. I thought well that was worth done. noting. Yes, absolutely. I saw that this week and thought that's. Well done, them. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm impressed with that. Mm. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to continue the theme of cars that I've seen that have been announced. Uh, again, the the one that I'm going to state now relates to an earlier episode, uh, but isn't for everyone. I think I know what you're going to mention because it's on my list as well. <laughs> Is it? Let's, uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Well, the one that I've seen <laughs> is the Overfinch Heritage Field Edition. Yes. Right, good. I'm glad you've seen that. <laughs> yes. What a thing. Oh, my word. So, um, yes, to explain to the listener, uh, Overfinch are a Range Rover tuning house. We touched on them, as you said, in an earlier episode, didn't we? Yeah, we did the special one because you mentioned very specifically the Holland and Holland one. That's right. Um, this isn't that. Um, no. Yes, I mean, I didn't know till I read about this that they were doing a Heritage Edition. No, this was news to me this week as well. Yeah. But it's 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 had all the attention because you've got your classic Range Rover there. Based on a Series 1, isn't it? That's yes, it. So a late Series a late 1. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, a, not not a three-door. So it's a, it's a five-door. No, not that early. No, no not no, that early. No. So it's been it's gone through rigorous attention. So it's strength and chassis, upgraded suspension. So it's had the springs, dampers, anti-roll bars yeah. all beefed up. Upgraded it's, basically, it's a 90s Range Rover, isn't That's it? That's it, it's, yeah. Yes, with a soft dash version by the look of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they've done yeah, so they've done they've done the brakes as well. So you've got six pot calipers of front, four pot rears, yeah, uh, upgraded front and rear diff, transfer box, prop shafts, half shafts, all beefed up for one yeah. very good reason. <laughs> they've added add away the old V8. And they've popped in a GM LT1 6.2 liter V8. Yes, that, that'll that'll do it. Yeah. So yeah, you've they've 438 horsepower and 428 pounds feet of torque. Oh yeah. And like you mentioned, the interior, they've mm. like in terms of dash and console, it's all very in keeping. Oh, it is. You could say, yeah, it's it's a very tarted up uh, classic Range Rover, but yeah. it's still a classic Range Rover. But it's got everything's all... in roughly the same place. Yeah. Yes, it's all the mod cons. So you've got everything in there that you could possibly need. So you've got all mm. of the features that we would like in a new car today. So you've got yeah, you've got your fancy sat nav systems. You've got your 
uh, phone connectivity. You can have yep. your your CarPlay and your Bluetooths and all of all of that. All cable. of that stuff, yes. And your DAB radios, it's all there. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's very important as well because in the boot, you've still got the booze. Yep, you've got the booze drawer. While it isn't the Holland Holland edition, it does still have an empty drawer which will accommodate two uh, two shotguns. Well, it's important, as we've discovered uh, yeah. before, uh, to be able to get um, completely the kit up and fire the shotguns uh, from mm. the rear of the vehicle. Um, yes, it's a critical feature. Yeah, it's very, very important that every pheasant in the nearby area has been obliterated. Yeah, but you'll have had a couple of bottles, you're not actually hitting anything. No, if you do, it's luck more than judgment. Yeah, yeah, you might catch a few of the locals. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you might you might um, sort of wing the gamekeeper or something like that and go. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Plenty it's, more where he came from. It's to yeah? be expected. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, but it Poor is a glorious looking thing. It is a glorious looking thing. I mean, the Series One Range Rover is always a a good looking thing, but that's tremendous. I think we should just touch on the price. It does come with a price tag that's slightly more than your average classic Range Rover. Good Lord. Yes. Uh, <laughs> including all of the relevant taxes, that comes mm. out at a whopping £340,000. Bargain. Yeah. But, I mean, if we had the wherewithal, that would be one each, wouldn't it? Oh, it would. Yes. Series one rangey that actually works, yeah, and tears your face off with that and, sort of performance. Yeah, that's wonderful thing. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased you like saw that, that too. Yeah, no, yeah, indeed, I did. That was going to be something I was going to mention. Yeah, because you can't, you can't pass that up. And we were only recently talking about Overfinch, so that's it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we go more relevant consumer car news there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's, yeah, absolutely. We, uh, yeah, it's that or a Mark 1 Focus, isn't it? Let's be honest. It is, yeah, there's nothing in between. No, the only thing in between is a Taycan Sport Turismo. Oh, so that is in between. You're right, so, yes. So that's in it. fact, it's quite a bit closer to the Mark 1 Focus. So what you're saying is that we've got, we've given three price brackets. <laughs> that's, that's what you need to do. So depending on where you're positioned financially, you're going to buy a Mark 1 Focus, a Sport Turismo Taycan, or an Overfinch Heritage Field Edition. Well, I think we can be proud of that, mate. Good, right. Well, there we go. Normally We've sorted we... the entire car market there. Occasionally we do dish out consumer advice. Um, I think we could have missed there slightly. <laughs> yep, you reckon. Oh, my goodness, mate. If you... you know, we're not catering for all buyers there. I think we are. Yes, yeah, why not? <laughs> you got any others while we're on the news topic? <laughs> oh dear. Um, let's see here. Did I have any others? Um, I remember whether you said you had another one? Uh, I didn't. No, I was just looking. I was just checking my list. Uh, okay, that's fine. No, um, I didn't. Okay, right. Let's bring it back to our usual crap then. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Carefully selected topics. <laughs> I labelled it wrong, didn't I? You did, uh, yes. Uh, right. I watched a film the other day, one that... Uh, that no, before. we're not allowed to talk about that. No, no, it's not like that. Okay. It was It was a disappointment, if I'm honest. But it... it 
it was one of those ones that I thought I probably should tick this off just for curiosity purposes. Um, and that was the fifth of the Die Hard films. Oh, yes, crap, man. Absolute tosh. It is rubbish. Absolute uh, rubbish. Yeah, it, it's awful. Yeah. I just, I just, I really, really struggled to follow any sort of plot in that, really. Mm, yeah. All over the yeah, shop. Yeah, I, I, I watched it once when it was quite new, um, and I've not bothered again. Yeah, uh, it's... But- it's just a bit, all a bit Russian for no apparent reason. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. No. I, however. It's crap. Yeah. It's just however, crap. <laughs> I get the feeling Mercedes paid a lot of money and thought this was going to be a good film. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> Would you like me to list the Mercedes that? I spotted, there's probably more, but I, these are the things that I spotted. Please do, sir. So during during the events of John McClane bothering Putin, um, yes. there was uh, there was a 190E. There was, was a good one. There was various C-Class. There were various C-Class coupes. Mm-hmm. Uh, CLS, mm-hmm. E-Class, G-Wackets. Uh, yeah, w- w- one on top of a Porsche, I seem to recall. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, he drove across several several vehicles. Yes, you're correct, in- including uh, 996, I do believe. Oh, um, terrible thing to do. <sighs> sacrilege, that. Mm. Um, yes, uh, GLs, SLS Roadster, Sprinter, Unimog, Vito, Zetros, and from the premium brand, a, a Maybach 57. Oh, <laughs> Basically, everything the company makes. Basically, at the time, I think it was everything they had and went, uh, let's just send it off to this production company because it's diehard. It's going to be massive exposure. Mm. Oops. Oops, it was a crap one. Um, dreadful. But It yeah. is not without precedent, that, because Diehard 4 did have some Mercedes action in it. Um, now, that's been quite... a long time since I've seen that. Okay, there were quite a lot of Mercedes sprinters in that. Um, ah, ah, were they actually sprinters, or were they, am I right in thinking, there were, sometimes in America, I do believe their badge is Dodge. Mm, a good really? question. Oh, I my goodness. Have to check that. Oh, uh, my goodness. Right, let's have a look. So let's you've got make to go sure. in. Yeah. Right, I'm going to check to make sure I've not made that up and that the sprinter was, in fact, badged as something else. No, I think it was Mercedes badged. Uh, right, okay, yeah, so I am right in thinking they they were, uh, not necessarily in a film, but they, they are Dodge sprinters. Okay, wow, that's a new one on me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not even a commercial vehicle uh, rebadging passes me by. No, you're all over that, aren't you? I'm, I'm impressed, you deeply disturbed individual. Um, uh, yeah. Now, okay, here's here's one for you then. Yeah, what other Die Hard movie featured mm, in one sequence um, a what we would now think of as a classic Mercedes? Uh, that would be the opening sequence, well, towards the opening sequence of uh, the original Die Hard. Where 
Alan Rickman and, well, as Hans Gruber rocks up with his crew in oh, W124, 260E out the front of Nakatomi? There is that one. There's okay. A, there is, that's not the one I was thinking of, but you are correct about that. That's the one that I just, that's one sticks out enormously. Uh, but the other one you're thinking perhaps is in Die Hard 3, where he utterly ruins it by stealing yep. the gentleman's yes. vehicle because he happens to have. Uh, a goddamn cellular fucking phone, as I think. That's right. <laughs> that mm. was the brand name, I believe. Mm. Uh, mm. Yes, yes, it was actually a five sixty SEL uh, that he utterly, um, utterly ruins. Yes, he swaps yeah. it for his Yugo, I believe. Uh, yes, uh, uh, built for economy, not speed. That's right. He'll feel better when he looks on the back seat. That's yes. correct. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was my gold bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So the 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 films are not without their Mercedes action all the way through, actually. But um, yeah, you're right. It does go a bit silly in Die Hard Five. But since the film is utter toss, um, I don't uh, think yeah. we need to worry about it. No, just awful. Right. Okay. Let's. While we're on this topic, then. We need to clarify whether... Ah, right. I'm, I'm in already. Internet Ooh. movie car database. Oh, dear. The nerdiness has paid off a treat. <laughs> it was a Dodge Sprinter. In Die Hard 4. Well, it's te- well no, actually. The car database has got it wrong. You're going to argue <laughs> with, I don't with the know. website. I'm going to say that you got it right. It was badge Mercedes. It was. I'm just looking at some stills from the movie, and it absolutely yeah. has a Mercedes badge on the front. Yeah. Whereas what I'm assuming is uh, a, uh, a a website that is operated from America. They've uh, said it is a Dodge Sprinter rebadged as a Mercedes. Get no, 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 <laughs> no, no. It doesn't work like that. You can't put your own brand. First, <laughs> no. so that that's what they've done there. That's what confused me initially. There, no. If you look at some, the, I'm looking yeah. at some stills from the movie, and it's there's a Mercedes badge on the front. I mean, it might have been a Dodge that they swapped the grill on, um, but, but it is it, it is Mercedes badged. Yeah, but that seems like an awful lot of faff. Yeah, well, it does, doesn't it? But I mean, these things do go on for product placement. But uh, yeah, um, that that can happen. Uh, but no, um, Mercedes badged definitely. But to say it's a Dodge Rebatch to Mercedes, that's wonderful. That is <laughs> well, that's such an American thing to say. That is really <laughs> clutching at straws there, saying you rebatched it, you fool. Um, maybe Don't not. I think you did. <laughs> nope, nope. They've, mm, yeah, they got that wrong. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, Die Hard 4 is a substantially better movie, but. Um, uh, than Die Hard Five, um, but it's uh, still not a patch on the original. Not, no, this is true. Um, right, okay. In terms of rebadging Sprinter vans, um, <laughs> also we in do America, seem to have got into this in quite a yeah. lot of detail. Yes. Right, we're going. We're going. We might as well continue down the rabbit hole. Are we um, going deep here? We're going deep down the rabbit hole in terms of rebadging and then associating it with other films. Um, <laughs> it was also in America rebadged uh, as the Freightliner Sprinter. Ah, that rings a bell, actually. I've seen uh, that somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, you may have seen it in the film I'm about to mention. Uh, it was seen quite prominently in Bad Boys 2. 
Uh, oh, well, there we go. We only talked about that recently as well. Yeah, so Bad Boys 2, uh, you do, well, uh, mm. depending on how recently you've seen it, you may recall that the the drug smuggling occurred by ramming the ecstasy tablets in dead corpses. Oh, um, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> yes, so that, that does happen. Uh, but yeah. the, the mortuary was transporting dead bodies in a Freightliner Sprinter, and there was a car chase involving dead bodies falling out of it. Oh, God, there was, wasn't there? There yeah, was, no. and they were... Uh, the bad boys themselves were chasing the the van, weren't they? They had themselves... They'd, they'd, nicked, they'd nicked a Cadillac CTS to give chase. Uh, and as you recall... Fine vehicle. Uh, fine, fine vehicle, very good choice. Um, uh, it was being test-driven at the time by none other than Dan Marino. Of course. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have forgotten a lot of this. It's a long time since I've seen it. Uh, yes, um, yes. Was Martin Lawrence says to him, uh, he, he reassures Dan Marino and says, uh, don't worry, he's going to test-drive the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we, we go. So, retain that line next time we go for a test-drive or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there we go. That's really all over the shop there. A lot yes. of information about sprinters. That's I'm far assu- more than we wanted to know, really, I think, there. But uh, that's I, tremendous. I assume the Freightlines and the Dodge variants rust in the same immediate fashion that the Mercedes ones do. I would think so. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, you barely have to complete the transaction and a rust bubble has appeared. Well, they do look essentially the same, just with different grills. I mean, they do. And but how have they how have they done that? How has a modern manufacturer? I know Mercedes had a bit of a rust issue, sort of late nineties. They did get a reputation for yeah, being uh, a bit of crap. Yeah, but they they sorted that. But no one told the commercial vehicles department. No, the, the whoever's making the cars hasn't shared that bit of information with the Which... commercial department. <laughs> I mean, my my uncle bought himself one. He uses it for work. Uh, he's got a sixty-one plate, and it's rotten. How yeah. how has that happened? How does that? How has that happened? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I know I, it's bizarre, isn't it? Um, and it's not a cheap van. No, very much, very much at the upper end of the market. Um, yeah, yeah. It's something that Ford have dealt with with the Transit. Um, which was legendarily bad at rusting. Yeah, that was a uh, bit of a rock box, but fine now. Yeah, if, uh, they, absolutely. Yeah, oh dear. That, it's odd. You'd, you'd still buy a Transit, even now. If you need a van, you'd, you'd just buy a Transit. Well, I suppose you would, really, wouldn't you? Not that it's an area I'm particularly expert in, but I think no. if, I was, if I was in the market for a van, I wouldn't think about it too long. You'd just get a Transit. It's you know you just yeah do. I mean and there's well if you don't then there's a lot of sort of in between manufacturers and models and basically you scratch beneath the surface and it's all it's all quite a lot of French vehicles actually yes Renault do quite a nice line in vans yeah yes. they do that and you'll you'll and Peugeot too you'll notice yeah. that, that that Peugeot engine will be in well 
everything really. Uh, yes, pretty much. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've earth ended... did we get onto the I van? Don't, I don't know. We've ended up being Stuff and Waffle, the van podcast there. That's, <laughs> that's, yeah, no one expected that. No, but, that's mean? not. Let's not even get into camper conversions. Uh, we were talking about Die Hard. That's how we got Die Hard this. 5. How did, honestly, Jesus. <laughs> right, okay. Die Hard 5. <laughs> um, and, well, it, it killed its franchise, didn't it? Because there was talk of a sixth, and everyone after that fifth one went, nah, you all right. No, I think we're all done here, mate. Mm. Yes. A very <laughs> wise choice. I think this has run its course. Yeah, well, it was awful. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, four was a nice sort of. Oh, he's back. That will do nicely. I could have left it there personally. I quite like four. Um, now and again, um, it has some moments in it, but five I've seen once, and I'll probably never watch it again. Uh, yeah, I I shan't be rushing back to that one. No, I don't think so. No, um, no, no, one and three are my favourites from that series. Yeah, they are. Two, two is well, not very good. Well, it's at Christmas, but it's just not in a not in a tower, is it? Mm, no, it's not. No, 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 it's not. Uh, you know, it's going to be iffy from that opening scene with that weird colonel or whatever he is, just doing some weird martial arts practice in the buff. We go. He's very shiny and sweaty. What's he been doing? Dirty. <laughs> Don't think about what he's been doing. Um, and it's proper eight. Well, no, I say proper eighties. That must have been nineteen ninety. Uh, you must have been. Yeah, uh, yeah. But he does that thing where he's all, he's all doing his strutting and stuff, and going, "Yeah, I'm doing it really good. Check out my muscles. Like, put some pants on, dickhead." Um, <laughs> and then, then he turns the television off as if he were. Um, flying round to shoot a gun again. No, that's a remote control, you twat. Oh yeah, because that makes that really finishes it nicely, doesn't it? Yeah. That, yeah, that, you must sort yeah. of look at him. And go, is it the size of a nub? <laughs> <laughs> Never seen a lady's. No, yeah. no, <laughs> no. He's got the firm muscles, but he's never touched a booby. Um. Oh dear! Right, it's oh. bad, isn't it? It's oh, bad. Wait. It's not a good film. No, skip over that one. Don't don't watch two. Watch no. the first one and the third one. That's it. Two is just one at an airport, but done badly. Yeah, it is. Well, three very much continues where one left off. You could skip over two, and it still all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd you'd be fine with that. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three three was a good idea, but bringing in the second character. Yes, bringing in the the villain's brother, I think, is is excellent. Yeah, villain's yeah. brother, bit of Samuel L. Jackson for good. Oh, well, he's just brilliant. In that. I mean, we're not giving away any spoilers here. This this film is quite. Uh, old. Yeah, you <laughs> probably should have watched it by now. Yes. Um. It's, yeah. It's, um, yes, indeed. No, he does. He does well. Uh, uh, oh, we seem to have gone down the uh, stuff and waffle uh, uh, <laughs> film podcast now. Um, <laughs> Another one, another film that was watched in recent weeks, actually on the Samuel L. Jackson route. Uh, one of his lesser-known films, uh, "The Long Kiss Goodnight." Oh, I don't think I've seen that. 
That's very good. It's got uh, him and Gina Davis in it. Oh. Um, she she has amnesia, and he's a private investigator who helps her find out her very strange past. And okay. then antics ensue. Very I, yes, they do. Yes. Uh, yeah, very good. It's it's quite it's quite amusing. Ooh, okay, well, I'll seek that out. That one's passed yeah. me by. Yeah, yeah that's a good. good bit of action in it, but very amusing. Um, and there are some nondescript cars in there. Nothing Did to get well. too excited about. Some some good classic American cars, actually. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, it's worth that's, it for that. And they, they look probably ropey as well, so I like that. Oh, yeah, I like a bit of ropey. Yeah. Yes, right. Okay. <laughs> God knows how we ended up there. I we are drifting all. All over the place here. Oh, we have ruined it today. We, uh, have, we were doing current affairs. We were doing really well. Yes. Uh, We've then, ended up on 1980s movies. Oh, no, that was right. Long Kiss Goodnight was mid-90s, so you're fine. Oh, that's perfectly all right. <laughs> yes, yeah, 90s don't movies. <laughs> don't worry about that. We've, we've covered Mercedes um, commercial vehicles. Um, and all oh, the variations thereof. Yes, right. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's let's just let's let's bring it to a head with something car related, very specific car related. This is something that I showed you earlier in the week that was brought to my attention by Rob, and mm-hmm. it's it's that uh, classified article that I sent to you. Oh and, yeah, uh, and it's proof that the world has gone insane. Yeah, I like Japanese cars. You do. I like them a lot. You do. I would, in certain circumstances, probably pay over the odds for the right car. Yeah. If I had the wherewithal. There's over the odds, and then there's over the odds, though. There is. Uh, We've touched on Skylines before in a previous Mm. episode, and I said to you that my favourite of the variants is the R33. You did claim that to be so, yes. And I stand by that. Yes. And the holy grail of R33 Skylines is the Nismo 400R. Mm. There are 40 in existence. Their engines are Le Mans-derived. They are very much the most special of special editions. Yeah. They are rare and they are tasty. Mm-hmm. And there is one for sale in the UK. There is. It is for sale for £1.6 million. Yeah. Now, we've touched on how the used car market is quite buoyant at the moment. <laughs> I just, I mean, it's, it's got 38,000 miles on it. It's not even delivery miles. This has been used. What has amused me is that the advert is currently on piston heads mm. and just below where it says 1.6 million pounds there's a little button that oh, says yeah. finance this car <laughs> yeah yeah you can click that you can. and then you can probably count in milliseconds <laughs> um how quickly they tell you to do one yes not for you <laughs> unbelievable be on your way grotty little man i just I mean, it is. It's in wonderful condition. 
Oh, I'm brilliant I'm not color. Arguing that it's lovely. It's, what, but... what a what a thing! But one point six million pounds for a Nissan Skyline. That has gone a bit silly, hasn't it? It really has. And I love a bit of motorsport heritage. Le Mans mm. derived engine, like properly. This is you. You can you can see the proper links between this, yeah. and the racing car. This is this is important. This is this is good. No. <laughs> 1.6 million pounds. But we should state as well, this is it is for sale for that. That doesn't mean it's going to sell for that. True. It's it very probably diff- go for more. <laughs> oh, it's very difficult to gauge it because well, there aren't very many and they don't sell very often, so you don't really know where the market sits. But we do know the market in general is a bit it's silly in, at the moment. It's insane. Yeah. So yeah, it I, could it could do it. Do you think you think it would could actually sell for that? Yeah, at the moment, I do. Yeah, mm. yeah, I do. I think I'm not. Yeah, we need to keep an eye on that. Mm. I'd be interested to know what that that actually does. I think I think the market is just daft enough at the moment to to get that. I mean, you could well be right. It's it's just it's an unknown quantity at the moment isn't it? it is an unknown quantity isn't it i think we should come back to this when we know what it actually did sell for mm. yeah that uh, yeah. Mm. like you say it's lovely but come on yeah <laughs> someone's someone's button mashed there surely That's... you'd have you'd have thought i must admit i did have to look at it a couple of times when you first sent that to me yeah, I thought no, one hundred and sixty grand. Surely you mean there? <laughs> no, I do not. It's been a well publicised article. I mean, the fact that it, it's in their classifieds and Piston Eds have deemed it worthy enough to pop it on the homepage this week. It's yeah, absolutely. It, an actual article going. This suggests that prices um, that those numbers were input on purpose, not uh, uh, not under their. Um... Uh, shed of the week or uh, brave pill categories interestingly uh, no um, I, to be fair it should go under brave pill as well it really should yes yes because if anything goes wrong with that you're going to have to ring up nissan headquarters in japan and go can you put me through to the nismo department please uh, because i'd like to bend over for you yes mm, dearie me <laughs> yeah that's mm. Mm. Yeah, it's not just the buying of that, is it? Um, the, no. the looking after of it is going to, um, yeah, require some quite deep pockets. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's going to ruin you too, right? Let's. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna maintain a bit of Japanese here, <laughs> right? You know, we had brief discussions about a, uh, a Civic Type R not too far from me. Uh, we did touch on that, yes. The feelers have been put out. Oh. And that's still not for sale. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Current Maybe. owner is still intending to do the work himself. Right. However, I've said to Kayla, I said, look, I just, I think, I think <laughs> we should have, let this be a little slow burner because I think with all the will in the world, I think he's a busy boy and will not do it. And all the while, the car is not getting any better. 
No, it's just going to be sat there, isn't it? Yes. Just uh, the no pressure approach, I think, is right. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's working a trick because it's it's parked outside. It's not under a cover. Mm. And it's yeah, steadily it's start looking, going fast. We're in the winter. It's steadily looking more sad for itself. It's yeah. multi, multiple flat tires now. Um, oh, really? Oh, that bad? Yeah. Okay. So right. I'm so just thinking, really starting to go. And we've had, I've, we've planted the seed a little bit as well. I've I've said to Kerrison, "Can you talk to your friend? Just to, just let him know that." I said, look, if if you think actually this is probably a bit too much work, I and mean, it would just be nice to have just right cash in your pocket, like within within the space of an hour or two, you could have cash in your pocket. Oh, you could arrange that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Not, not, not yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, look, I'm, I'm here, and I will take it away there and then. Like, yeah. I will get it off your driveway, clear a space, park your other car there, so you don't have to it on the road. Yeah, oh. easy. Yeah, I said that. Let let me. Uh, I said, I think the exact phrase was, let it be my problem instead of yours. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. Yes. Uh, let me is... help you out here. Yeah. So yeah. I've said, right, I said that it can be, it, I've said it can be instant. I said you can have, you can have cash or money in your bank. Not a problem. Yeah, either. Yeah. I, either or. I said, you can I'm, whiz into town and get the readies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've said I've got this. I've got this covered. I've got, I've got a little, little, little pot of funds where I'm thinking I'm. I'm just. I'm, I've got that hunker down. I'm thinking this is this is going to happen because I just genuinely don't think this chap's got time to deal with it. No, fair enough. Is it? So I'm, I'm assuming he's not a listener of this podcast. <laughs> uh, I really bloody hope not. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I that said price that is going time, right up. Yeah, well, I've I've not said a price, and um, but okay, I have. And presumably, he hasn't either. He hasn't. Uh, I do believe Kaylee asked. I said, "Well, if he wanted to sell it now as is, what would he be after?" But he's like I said at the moment. the The party line is, uh, "No, we want to hang on to it and do the work." Okay. Um, <laughs> but I do, I just think I can you see it's not going to happen. I don't yeah. think it's going to because he's hard working lad, and I just don't. I don't think he got time to deal with it. No, so certainly so he should he should hand that over then. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I've got time to deal with it, but no, I'd rather have it on my driveway and worry about the logistics than have it on his driveway. Yes, that's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Right, so, so we're going for the the slow burn approach here. Yeah, slow burn. So yes, yeah, since last time we spoke about it, we've there's been a bit of nudging. Oh, very good. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy to take it as is, no repercussions whatsoever. So this my Sold problem. Scene. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. If it becomes a headache, it's not your problem. You've got your cash. That's all yours. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nobody can take that away from you now. That's yours. Yeah. <laughs> that exactly that. <laughs> Look at yeah. what you've won. Oh, yes. yes. You're going on with that. Nobody can take that away from you. <laughs> Uh, all of that sort of thing. All yes. of that sort of thing yes. is getting, is ebbing me ever closer. Well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, check us out on uh, all the various social medias and things. Uh, thank you very much for listening.